Welcome to the Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. If you haven't had the chance to listen to parts one, two, and three of our Duke UNC basketball podcast series, please go back and do so. Those are great looks into the double overtime matchup in 1995, the heartbreaker in 2005, and the thrilling Austin Rivers buzzer beater from 2012. Today, we'll complete the series talking some hypotheticals, who would win in an all-time matchup, who would win the dunk contest, most loved and hated players, and best moments as a fan and worst moments as a fan. Hope you all enjoy it. All right. Quickly, since we're kind of talking about those NBA players, I wanted to ask you, just kind of spring this on you, but who is the Carolina player that didn't work out in the NBA that like you're still holding on to? Like you thought it was going to be really good. They didn't work out. And you're like, if things were just a little different or like if their career was played 10 times, like it would have been better those think, other times. Is that Marshall I for think, you? I think Ty Lawson is probably the one I think just watching some of those 2009 games. And even though in like, and he had a couple. He had a good run. With the Nuggets and stuff where he was yeah. decent. He was so fast. And yeah. just so fit, like just imposing for being like six feet tall, like six foot. Just, you mean like, five nine will, and a half? Well, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. But like we'll, we'll, we'll stay him at his listed at his listed height. But yeah. like, he was so good. I mean, he was he was ACC Player of the Year Tyler's senior year. Like he was the best player on that team, and not Hansborough. Yeah, no and, doubt. He he was my favorite. Like I'm I'm not really liked any Carolina players, yeah. but. Like I liked it, Ty Lawson was fun to watch. He he's probably my he favorite was, Carolina player. He was incredible, and I think he really he could have really been a good pro. I think he it was like alcohol or something. Like he had a he yeah. had something came up similar to Felton. Yeah. yeah, like and so he like that kind of ruined his stuff. But like there was like him coming out and everything, and the, like the way he played was like yeah, he's gonna be really good. It's kind of weird. Like Carolina were known as like. Like we were known as like the main. You go to Carolina, you're going to be a good pro. Like especially like up yeah. until the mid to late nineties. Like you're going, you go there, you're going to be a good pro. And then it like it just like dropped off a cliff. Like even like the like the 2005, 2009, 17, like all those teams. Like we don't have like if you look at the NBA right now, there's not one Carolina player that you could say is like okay, he's a top three guy besides maybe Barnes on their team oh on their team yeah yeah and even still that's like a maybe with Barnes but you know like he's on Sacramento and it's like okay he's probably third there there's not a whole lot of those guys right now where it's like all right they're they have a lot of guys in the league but like there's not that many that really like lived up or even like have made it which has made some of the recruiting stuff hard I think like Duke has Kyrie, Zion, obviously. High picks, at least, you know. But, like, Kentucky has all of their guys, all of them. Then you have some of the other programs here and there, but, like, Carolina is, like, that other program really doesn't have, like, one guy. Like, even Kansas has Embiid. Yeah. They don't have really anybody else, but they have Embiid still. I think it goes back to those recruiting issues like you were talking about because of the scandal. And then I think – Probably the co- the Carolina coaching staff maybe got a little bit of false confidence or overconfidence when they had that really strong streak, 16-17, with, I mean, those are high-level recruits, obviously. They just aren't 
in the top 20. Yeah. And I think that they started recruiting a little bit. I mean, a big bump this year. But, like, well, we're going to be picky. We want guys who aren't just going to be complete one and dones. And we want guys yeah. who are going to buy in. And maybe that goes along with not recruiting some of those top guys this year, like you mentioned, Kane Cunningham. But, I mean, I think in college that can really work well, particularly at the guard position. I think there is real benefit to, let's keep it Duke Carolina, to having a Joel Berry and Marcus Page yep. compared to Trayvon Duvall. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would much yeah. rather have the other guys, or like Quinn Cook, Trayvon Duvall. He's, he's, he's kind of in my yep. doghouse, but still, somehow. Four yeah, years later, I mean, but <laughs> and you look at like kind of the way Carolina has like even recruited recently this past the season, not this past season, the season before that. Like Kobe White wasn't supposed to be a one and done guy, and he probably is going to end up being the best pro out of this latest crop of Carolina players. Like multiple years, he's a lot of fun. He scores. He's going to score. He scores. Gets any. He's going to put the ball in the hole. He, he's marketable enough because he's a fun young guy. Like They can build off of him a little bit. I think Cole Anthony's going to be a good pro. I don't think he's going to be like superstar, but I think he's going to be a very serviceable like yeah, he'll be good guy. Pro. He'll be in the league for a while. I just think he likes basketball too much and plays hard enough to where like he'll make it. It might not be superstar like people think he could be, but like he's going to make it. But then like – even the next recruiting class we have coming in, I mean, is Caleb Love going to be an uh, All NBA player? Probably not. Is the no, Walker still kind of kid? that? There's still kind of that like, second tier. Like they we have five you know. guys coming in, and then it looks right now that Kerwin Walston, that's like a four star or whatever, is looking like he's going to recruit or commit next week or something on the 25th. Like his Carolina's in his top four, and there's been a lot oh, of okay. open somewhere he's going to sign. So it's like, okay, they're going to get six guys next year, which is great, but are they going to come back? Are we going to have all these guys for a couple years and then have this massive drop-off when they all leave at one time? Kind of like what happened with that when Barry and Pinson and those guys left. Like, yeah. So I don't know. And like Duke, Duke is in this sweet spot right now, it seems like. Okay, you have a couple guys coming back. Every couple years you have one or two of these guys that are kind of returning like Hurt coming back next year, stuff like that. Jones coming back this past season. But yeah. then you have Kerry. You have those like top, top level guys that are going to win either ACC Player of the Year or compete for that or be an All-American or something like that where they're a top five pick. And like this is the first Duke team in a couple years where they're not going to have anybody, maybe even in the first round. Yeah, I think they'll have player. two – Late first round picks like Carey, probably early twenties. Stanley probably just because he's a freak will probably go late twenties. Yeah. Maybe Trey Jones in the very end of the first, but probably second. But yeah, no doubt this is this team is a lot different than all the other one and done teams. Just I mean they had their flash, but you know, and I think you're it's gonna run in cycles, and when you are on this one-and-done streak too much, just like Kentucky's run into a couple times. You end up bringing guys in that all of a sudden, once they come a level up, they're like just an athlete, and they can't shoot, and they can't dribble, and you're not going to be bad because your floor is still pretty high, but you just, like this whole year, I don't know what Duke ended up 
finished ranked at. It, it was probably like top 10, but you didn't feel like they really were a favorite at all to win the championship, you know. It, it felt like a gap, even though this year didn't seem to have a top team. All right, now you said Ty Lawson, you're still holding on to his career. Would he also be like your your most loved Carolina yeah. player? Who is Psycho T? Is that who it is? You know, you know who it is. Well, it's probably Kendall Marshall then. Yeah, it's more. It's not even close. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really like for uh, me, it's not. It's yeah, not I knew close. it would be Marshall. He's been my favorite player since I saw him play basketball. Like, if really, I mean, and if you're asking, like, hold out, hold out. Like, I think he could have been a better player. <laughs> he could have I a think, comeback. No, not saying now, <laughs> but I'm saying like I thought he could have been in the league for a couple more years than he was. Um, but like, just going back and looking. And, like, his career at Carolina, like, he took over a starting job in the middle of a season when, like, the point guard leaves, like, in the middle of the night. Like, Larry Drew, too, left. Like, just the middle, just <laughs> left. Like, up and left. Like, I'm, I'm gone. It's like, all right. He starts the next game against Florida State and has 16 assists. The first yeah. game he starts. And yeah. it's just like, what the heck? Finishes that season with 230 assists which is 32nd all-time in ACC his next season he has 351 assists yeah. which is the ACC, still the ACC record and it's 43 more than the second than second or 48 more than second place um the next is uh 303 I think it's like Corsiani at um NC State or whatever um but between him and, for, and second is the same between second and 14 like it's just an incredible, incredible passer. Um, watching the way he played the game was just a lot of fun. Going back and watching some of the stuff he does now, like he wasn't going to score a whole lot, but like there was a couple games, like against NC State, there was some article written. I remember yeah. reading that like they like compared like all the position they gave Cat Barber uh, like the head-to-head win, and he had twenty-two and thirteen against NC State. The second Duke game that year, he had twenty and ten, um, and kind of just ran the show. They beat him pretty. They they beat him pretty bad. I can still picture like one of his passes. He threw like a cause he was because he's lefty. He threw like a left handed like three quarter court bounce pass to John Henson against Florida State. You can look it up on YouTube, um, and it just kind of skips through three people, and Henson just catches it and dunks it. Yeah, just like some of the stuff he did for me was just like a lot of fun to watch, and the big what if with him like. They play Kentucky that year once at Rupp, lose by one on that Davis like fall away buzzer beater earlier in the season. And then um, Carolina is playing pretty well. They won the ACC tournament that year and going into the going in NCAA, like it's good. It should have been Carolina, Kentucky in the championship game. It shouldn't have been Kansas. And like Kansas was good, but Carolina gave them a lot of trouble without their most important player and Stillman White, yeah. who we already talked about getting cooked <laughs> by Quinn Cook, um, starting at point guard in the lead eight and everything. So I just think like for me, just like watching the way he played, for me it was a lot of fun. He was he was my favorite player in twenty eleven and he is still like my favorite player i'm happy i'm like i'm really happy he's helping coach now he's with the program he's doing all that stuff because like he's just gonna i think he's just one of those guys that like just watching him play i think is just so it's because there's not guys like that that like you i I looked at his box scores for like his career and once he started it was like every third game you had like 15 assists or something ridiculous like nobody does that nobody does that kind of stuff so for me he was my favorite like by a 
by a wide, wide margin. Yeah. Um, he he could put it on a rope. I, I don't want to say he made the wrong decision in going pro because he got paid and, you, you know, you can't make up that money necessarily. But I do think, you know, if he stayed, you're looking at – now, for Carolina fans, he's not forgotten. Um, but on the big picture, he's relatively forgotten. If he oh, yeah. stayed four years, you're talking about being recognized as probably – one of the best college point guards ever. You're talking about Carolina fans probably putting him up there at the top of their list and him just leaving after two years kind of leaves that story unwritten. And I think his legacy falls a little short just because of that. I don't think a lot of, a lot of the common people won't realize that realize how good he was, especially because they'll look at, well, this dude couldn't score. Yeah, you know, and like you look, I look. He has he is twenty fifth all time in the conference for assist, and Hurley is the leader at a thousand seventy six. He's at five eighty one in two seasons, and if he just has three hundred, which is fifty less in the next two seasons, he has he passes him by four. Just if he has three hundred assists the next two seasons, let alone if he goes over three fifty or whatever happens. And he's still 25th all time for two seasons or really starting a season and a half. And just like, just the way he played and everything. Um, and I mean, he's kind of the only point guard I've ever seen with Roy that like doesn't really come off the court. Like Cole was a little different this year. That's because he was kind of like the whole offense at the beginning of the season. But like he didn't come off the court. Like he played 40 minutes a game every single game. He had the ball in his hands probably six times more than everybody else on the team. Like he, he was just able to do a lot of things with not having a whole lot of athletic ability. He just like six, four helps obviously, but like he wasn't the quickest guy. He wasn't the strongest guy. He wasn't going to be able to knock down all these threes, but like he hit enough shots to keep defenses honest, but like just the way he passed the ball and like watching both the 2012 Duke games, like, Duke had to worry about him so much, like where he was on offense, just because he was such a good player positioning himself to make something happen. He, for me, is kind of like, like you said, like if he stays, Carolina fans are like, oh, Kobe White, oh, Ty Lawson, Felton, Marcus Page. Like Marcus Page is like probably the most beloved Tar Heel the past 20 years, probably him and Hansborough. <laughs> Um, just for kind of what he did for the program yeah. during like his time and everything, but just the impact he had on teams and everything and that kind of stuff. Like Paige was good and Paige could defend a little better, but like Paige just disappeared a lot. Like he had a really good sophomore yeah. year and then his junior senior year kind of disappeared. Marshall was like, he was that player the day he stepped on the court. Like his first game as a backup, he had eight assists. He, for me, he's my favorite. I know there's a lot of other players I like a lot, but like he's kind of like far and away like the my he's my he's my guy for Carolina. Like yeah. that's the one I hold on to is like he's my guy. And so for me it's JJ Redick, and there's probably a little bit of similarity, even though they're opposite players, and why we particularly like these two guys. Now for JJ Redick, I'll cut like for me, and I think for a lot of people, I think you know sometimes here in North Carolina. People are like, well, the common, you know, the common man roots for North Carolina, and you know, the preppies are out of state 
root for yeah. Duke. And I think J.J. Redick, and if you go back further, especially like Bob uh, Bobby Hurley, kind of change that. These are guys, kind of like with that Steph Curry effect, when you watch them on TV, especially Bobby Hurley just wasn't big at all, but I'll stick to J.J. Redick. He, look, he doesn't look 6'4 when he's out there playing, right? Yeah. When you compare him all to all the other basketball players, he's like, hey, that's a normal dude. And he's got... Not normal, obviously, but in relative terms, normal athleticism. And if I just get really good at shooting, like yeah. I can be JJ Redick. Obviously, that's that's not true, but he brought a lot of that to the game, and I think that's why so many people loved him. And not only did he do it, but at the highest level and with an arrogance that, if you're a fan of his, was awesome. And leading the nation in scoring his senior year, um, it was it was just awesome seeing him run off the screens. Threes were still, I mean, just not at all like they are today. So when a guy's just making it rain from three on, he's shooting like ten attempts a game, um, which yeah. is pretty crazy for back then. Um, he's definitely my favorite player. I remember being like pissed that he dropped all the way to eleventh and went to the Magic, and he was one that. You know, back then you're 11 years old, 12 years old. You don't have the the kind of broader perspective to understand what's going to translate to the NBA and that a team isn't just going to, like, do what Duke does and run them around yeah. off of screens and stuff like that. But, like, you know, definitely thought he was going to score more early in his career. And then I got yeah. a couple honorable mentions just because they have to be mentioned. Tyus Stones. Yeah, Tyus Stones is my boy. First of all, again, another kind of guy who, of course, the common man could never be like. But you see him out there, and it's like, hey, I could kind of do that. He's good at shooting, good passer, not explosive. Just a cold dude with so many clutch shots had to be mentioned. And then Zion, obviously. Zion was just so fun. Kind of, uh, you know, I really do the, the generational Word is used far too often, but in terms of, especially with, you know, likely the NBA changing their rules as far as eligibility, probably never going to see another player like Zion in college, one from a physical standpoint, but also, and, you know, here in like two years, those kind of guys are going to go straight to the NBA. Um, you won't get to see him, but I mean, the impact he had on a college game rivals anybody all time now you can't say I mean most won't say he's the greatest college player of all time because you know he didn't do it for multiple years there's no championship there at the end but he was unstoppable I mean absolutely unstoppable luckily he got to make his mark in the Duke UNC rivalry with uh their matchup in the tournament and him having I believe 31 in the game winning basket um because I remember that was one of the most bizarre feelings in that first matchup when he blew his shoe out and Duke could have been up by 20 then, but like the whole feeling was like, Oh my gosh, it's over. Like we're losing. It was so it's... weird watching that. And it's like, for, for me as a Carolina fan, like we were really good that year too. Like both teams were really yeah. good. And that was one of the most hyped basketball games from my college perspective I've ever seen just because like, this is the college game. It's the first game. It also happens to be at Cameron. And All the celebrities. 
every every like Barack was there, like every <laughs> everybody was there. It was nuts. Yeah. And the first time he touches the ball, he blows his shoe out and sprains his knee. And just the weirdest, like, and it add, it kind of added to like his legend. Like, it really did. Out of a shoe, like <laughs> it's just so nuts. But like for him to do that, and then it was just like the game was like as a Carolina fan, I was like, all right, it's great to win. It's always nice to beat Duke, but like you always kind of feel like, all right, that wasn't the same. Like it would yeah. it would have been more fun to beat him. And then the second time it was like the same thing where like. The game was never really in doubt. It was always kind of like, all right, Carolina's going to win. How's Duke going to make it interesting? And they didn't. But then it's like ACC tournament, and it's his first game back. And you're like, all right. like It just felt <laughs> different. When he was on the court, there was like this sense of like, all right. like Energy. There's just energy. It's just like, you just were like, this team's not going to lose. Like, there just was like this weird, like, he's so much better than everybody else. Like you're not going to lose. And like, I remember watching like the ACC tournament game was a really just good game. I mean, one point game, he has 31 Carolina has some guys put some numbers up too. a couple pro guys on both teams have a bunch of yeah. pro guys on the court, good athletes. Just, it was a tournament game. So it meant a lot, all that stuff. But I just remember Duke in the tournament last year and it was like every game was like, yeah, are you going to be able to beat Duke? Like, is Duke, like they're going to win unless this team knocks them off. And like that UCF game where they played Taco was just like they there was one team in the country that could upset Duke. And the team with the seven foot six guy was the <laughs> only other player that is the physical marvel that Zion was. And they almost pulled it off. Yeah. But like you have that, but then you lose to this short, little, unathletic dude from Michigan State. Like you wow. lose to that to Cassius Winston. With Zion, like it, it's kind of like you're saying, it's. It, I mean, obviously they did lose, but it was that feeling like Duke can't lose with him on the court. Like everything had to go wrong, like in that UCF game, and obviously he still got them the buckets at the end yeah. to win the game. And in that Michigan State game too, like I wouldn't say everything went wrong. They didn't play well. Michigan State got hot, especially right at the end there. But even still, they're right there. Like, they were right there at the very end, and I really think if you play – I mean, the tournament is just wild, but that's another yeah. one where, like, I still firmly believe Duke was the best team. Firmly. Yeah, and, like, I mean, if you look at that team last year, the only game they actually really, like, lost, lost was the Gonzaga game in the yeah. Maui. Like, yeah, that's the only one. That actually, you can say, like, beat Duke at, at full strength, full height, everything – and that was in like Gonzaga technically could say like they weren't like Tilly and Tilly didn't play. Yeah. Like he was like their best three point shooter or whatever. He didn't play, but like Gonzaga had a team that year that was, that was built like Brandon Clark was athletic enough to match Zion every other play. Maybe. Yeah. Like it wasn't no, I, I mean, he's a freak to too. He did enough to keep up and Gonzaga had enough guys to kind of like keep up. Well, with and them. what and happened is this was a Duke team that couldn't shoot very well. And Gonzaga came out and yeah. made it rain from three. And yeah. then, yeah, yeah, they had enough with Brandon Clark and with, what's his name, Rui Machiora. Yeah. Butchered that. But whatever, you know, had enough in the post to where they could slow down Zion and RJ. Pretty sure they still both got off, but 
All right. Anyways. All right. Last, last one. Well, eh, maybe not. Might as well say screw it at this point. We've gone on for a long time, but most yeah. hated player. Um. So for me, I said Grayson. Um. I think Grayson <laughs> Allen is. Again, I was not old enough to really like get like a good like hate of JJ because it just wasn't old enough. Like you didn't like JJ, but like you didn't understand why you didn't like JJ. You just didn't like him because he was. You weren't as invested. And he played for Duke. Like you just didn't like the guys for Duke. And he was the guy that played for Duke. Allen was just such a punk. Like he just was (laughs) so annoying. And I wrote it down. Like he really had one good season. His sophomore year, he was good. But his junior year, he really wasn't that. Like Kennard was the best player on this team. Yeah. And like, he wasn't that good and so he was just annoying and then he starts tripping people and it's just like all right like game's over he just isn't liked and it's kind of like went on like that like people don't like him like just in general like he tripped somebody in in the nba and i was like oh there he is again like he's tripping i know he can't even help it he was that guy that just like irritated you and he could and because he could bounce a little bit like he could jump like he could get up a little bit like it's kind of frustrating like, all right dude you're six five you're decent looking you can shoot the ball all right oh but yeah you can also throw down windmills in between the legs yeah, and stuff awesome. and like then you're just a douche about everything <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, like, see in my um, mind he's like kind of like he's what the haters of jj like jj would throw up the shocker a little yeah, arrogant, that was but like, that was yeah, funny. but like the people who hated JJ really wanted him to have, even though he didn't have, they wanted him to have more of those Grayson Allen qualities where you're not just kind of hating. He's not just annoying. There actually is like, he did trip like four yeah. people. Like there is, and he had the little freak out. Like there is a little bit more concrete. Yeah, stuff there that's the biggest thing i think like it take me long i was like jj's not the answer there's not a whole lot of people i could think of besides him he was kind of like clear cut for that one it was just like yeah he's he's kind of the guy like most carolina people be like yeah i don't there's one guy i really really just don't like from duke it's grayson allen um i mean leitner Woj, kind of those kind of guys but like (laughs) Well, Leitner, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's before us. It's too long ago. Like, it's not, it's too long ago. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I couldn't, I probably would have hated him, but I, I didn't see him play really. So, like, I don't know. Allen just was the guy that, like, irritated me. I'm sure you're going to say Hansborough because. Oh, no doubt. Psycho (laughs) T. Hate him. Hate him. First of all, I I could go on for days. Baby, he'd cry every time he got his nose broken. What a wimp. Every time, yeah. No, he he is like he is the definition of a bad good player, and he's probably the worst good player of all time. Like his stuff is like all time good, except he sucked. Like he did a little turn. Like he's he'd back you down, and he'd give a little shoulder fake, and he pump, and then jump into you. Like that was it, and then go make two free throws. Yeah, and then go make two free throws. It was awful. It was awful watching him and, and his sure his freakouts. That's the stretch. Also, when Carolina was really kicking Duke's butt, so that made it yeah. worse too. Like it's not just a player that you hate, but you're beating them. All right, 
now quickly to end unless you have any other things, but best Carolina moment. I know you mentioned it a little bit with that 05 win over Duke turning point, but do you have any others that really stick out best UNC moments as a fan for you? I think for me, it's pretty easy. Winning in 17 was just such a relief almost. Like it was so nice. Like I can go watch the, like the minute and a half video they put up on the Carolina Twitter page about it. And like, I'll get a little emotional watching it just because like that 16 game hurt so bad. Like 17 was just, the game was terrible. I rewatched it. Yeah, it was it's terrible. awful. It was a rock fight. They were, for two yeah. really good, two really good, like, offensive teams that scored a lot. Like, they were just throwing rocks at each other. It was terrible. They just free throws. And the only reason Carolina really won is Zach Collins fouled out yeah. and everything. Like, it was just so perfect for, like, the same, almost the exact same team to come back the next year and be able to pull out what they could in the year before and kind of do it where like, okay, they lost their pro their two of their three best players. So they lost Bryce and they lost Marcus to come back that next year and kind of have like that. So determined, like we're going to win this thing. And then they just kind of like, you're watching the tournament and the Hugh, the crazy Kentucky game, like may hits that yeah. shot against Kentucky the final four game, the next game, like we win by one, we beat Oregon with like Meeks rebounding the ball a couple of times and like just like some crazy free throw rebounding. And then the championship game, like the block steal dunk to kind of end it with Meeks getting that block, Barry throws it in Jackson gets yeah. the dunk is kind of like perfect. Like you just like can tell. Like I remember like not being able to move watching that game. I remember 16, I think I was a little more like, all right, we're going to win. Like the 16 team seemed like they're going to win this game. But like, it was like, it was kind of one of those things like, all right, we always beat Villanova. Like we beat Villanova. Like that's the team we kind of beat. But then after losing, it was like 17. It's like, all right, like we can't lose this game. Like we, I, I don't know if I can do two in a row of like <laughs> just getting, just losing two. But yeah, 16, 17, I think was my favorite Carolina moment. 2009 was fun too. That team was so good. They just, I mean, they just blew everybody out. Yeah. Michigan State, like Izzo, Izzo just doesn't like Carolina or Duke. Like he can't beat either one of them. Yeah. But like the fact that we play those guys in the championship game and just put it, like beat them by 20 and just it's not even close the whole game. That team I thought was so good. That was a fun one. That was kind of like the first one I really remember because like I don't remember 05 that well. But like 2009, it was like going into Fresno's freshman year of high school. It was just like, all right, this is great. Like, we're just going to win national championship, and we're just going to keep this thing rolling. Like, we've won what we won the last four years ago. We're going to get another class in. We're going to win them one in four years from now. But yeah, th- those two are probably my two best, like, favorite fan moments for those two kind of national championship games. I think. Yeah, so for me, um, I kind of got two different categories. Like, best moment as a fan, where it's just joyous would be the 2010 and 2015 national championship. And for me, the 2015 more so it was like the hype fulfilled from the one and dones and some probably like false confidence. Like, Oh, we got this rolling. Like we can win with the one and dones. This isn't stopping kind of thing. 2010 was more like the sentimental, like singler, shire 
Smith, Zubek. <laughs> and that was a little bit more of a, I know we were like a one seed, but it was just a little bit more improbable feeling because we didn't have like a top notch talent guy. Daniel this, was lost on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, then there's kind of some others. So like big pressure, kind of dumb to feel pressure as a fan, but there was pressure yeah, is the Duke beating UNC in the ACC championship in 2011. It was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, we can't lose the championship game to UNC. You know, you, that matchup rarely ever yeah. happens in the tournament at all. So there's a lot of pressure for that. And then kind of off the back of that is, the Zion game in the tournament because that was there's just a pressure like are we really gonna go zero and three versus Carolina and with this team but then the then the other category is just like wild sitting on my couch jumping around crazy moments and that was obviously the 2012 and then this year the 2020 just improbable comebacks you're yep. sitting there on the couch by yourself and just going nuts. Um, but those, you yeah. know, smaller in the big scheme. Do you have a worst moment that sticks out to you? <laughs> I mean, I have two. Okay. Uh, we already talked about one. The river shot hurts. Like, that That shot hurts, especially considering, like, that was my favorite Carolina team of the yeah. past however long. Like, that one hurts. We were the better team. It was also our senior year of high school. Yeah. But we don't have smartphones yet. So nobody really had an iPhone. So, I know. Like, that's crazy, isn't it? We're texting each other, but it's like everybody's texting, and I'm getting you and Aaron are talking crap, and I'm doing all this. Like, everybody's just, and I'm just knowing, like, I have to go to school the next day. Like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I have to go to school because I think it's a Tuesday night game. Like, uh, I have to go to school the next day. Like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to, like, I don't want to have to deal with this. Like, it just sucks knowing, like, I have to go deal with you guys the next day at school, like, senior year, high school, everything. And then the next one is probably the worst. Is sixteen. Um, I still haven't watched the Jenkins shot again. I won't watch it again. I'll yeah. turn it off when I coming up. Like I just won't. Rivers okay, but it's just a regular season game. Like it wasn't. Yeah. To, to have that Marcus Page shot go in is like we're winning this game. Winning like him double clutching and doing some crazy twenty eight foot jumper to to do whatever. I don't even know if it tied it or put us up one, but I think it put us up one. Honestly. I think it tied it. I think it tied it. But just like, just to hit that shot, we're going to win. Like, there's no way this team is going to beat us now that we hit this shot. Like, we're going to go win all this. Like, it's going to be perfect. Right after Duke won, we're going to win yeah. the next one. Like, like what happened opposite. Everything was perfect. And then it's just like, we don't guard the inbounder. He trails and we just like, we just don't guard the trailer and they get it. So I won't watch it. I remember seeing you just collapse when that shot yeah, went. I, I collapse and you went silent for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I sat on the floor. We were in, we were at the, we were at, we were in a Choda and I sat on the floor next to that coffee table in the living room on the right side yep. of it and didn't move. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I just didn't move. I just sat there. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I just, it was just like, you, everybody was like freaking out. I'm just like, like me, Jake and Tyler are kind of upset, but like Jake and Tyler are kind of like, eh, eh, what lost. So, and I'm just like on the floor. Like, I don't even know, like, I don't know what to do. I didn't remember how to feel like you just, you're just sitting there and like, it shouldn't feel like that. You're just a fan. Like it shouldn't hurt that bad, but it just was one of those things where it's like, you watch this team and like you know it's like it's Paige and Bryce's senior year, 
how much they had kind of like went through as a program to have them go through that and then hit that shot to put us in that situation and then just have it ripped out like that. And it'd be like an all-time tournament game too where like the game was really good. They talk about it all the time. They show this thing. And like, I'm not kidding. Like if it's on the tell, like all I can tell from like the flooring now at this point, like if it's on, I turn away. I won't, I won't do it. It's just one of those things like I can't I can't watch it because I just know like it's gonna it sucks. But also that's why it makes seventeen feel so good. Like seventeen was a lot of fun just because of what happened in sixteen. Yeah, no doubt. And for me, the worst moments I've got um oh four the final four loss to Yukon, twelve oh run to end the game to lose it was tough and that was really like my first memories are with like the O one J Will team. But yeah. 04 is like a little bit more paying attention. JJ was hot. He's, I mean, he's good as a freshman, but like really broke out sophomore. Duhan and a little bit of that fan naiveness. Like I just thought they were going to win. And then yeah. it was like crushing. Obviously, the 05 one, we talked about that to Carolina. And then the 06 loss to LSU in the Sweet 16. Just because that was JJ's senior year. Like it just. Hey, baby. It, yeah, it just like didn't, you know, it was like this wasn't how it was supposed to end kind of thing. Yeah. Like Duke only scored 54 points. JJ went 3 of 18. It was like this isn't how this was supposed to yeah. end. More recent one and a different kind of worst fan moment was the 2017 second round loss to South Carolina. That sucked. Yeah. Because – that team had had its ups and downs with like the Grayson Allen thing and the team was so talented, had some injuries, but they had started to get it together. Won the ACC tournament. Yeah. And it was like, all right, they're getting hot. And then you see the matchup and you're like, dang, they're they're playing in Columbia and they really might have to match up with South Carolina in that game. And it's right after a North Carolina game. That just doesn't sound yeah. good. And then just from the jump, South Carolina pouring it on. Can't yeah. miss. I mean, just draining threes from the logo and just, you know, in a different way, not soul crushing at the end, but like, wow, like they're just yeah. going off. There's nothing you can do kind of feeling. And again, like this wasn't how it was supposed to end. That, you know. that I mean, we I mean we beat that South Carolina team. But, I mean, they made it all the way to the Final Four. Or they like, were pretty good. They had um. They were, what was his name? Uh, that was really pretty good. He got drafted first round, yeah. not terribly high. I want to say something with Thorn Thornwell. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Thornwell. And I remember, but um, like you said, um, two thousand was it two thousand six? I think like the. 2006 uh, LSU team, like the LSU team was not great, but like the, just the different style they had, like yeah. they're just so athletic, like big baby and uh, Tyus was it Tyus Terrell. Yeah. Whatever, you know yeah. Yeah. He's like, free. Just so, he can throw it down. And like, they're just so athletic. And like, I, I remember picking Duke to lose LSU in my bracket and like being pumped, and that's still like wow. Hold on, because like I picked, I picked that one. I remember picking them to lose LSU that year, and stuff. And like, yeah, I just some of those moments in Carolina, like our game last or two years ago or whatever, the tournament game against Auburn, where like we just got our brakes blown off early. Like it wasn't or not early, but second half, Auburn didn't yeah. miss any shots. 
it was just like, all right. And Nasir didn't play. Nasir Little didn't play that game. He was sick or something. So he he was starting to play better. And we just didn't, just couldn't pull it together. And like, we had a good team and we probably should have went further and Auburn ends up making the final four. But like, and then like this year, like I went to, God, I went to like three games this year, which was not which a good ones? year. To go. I went to, I, <laughs> they were not, one was the Georgia Tech one where it was not pretty. The like not scoring yeah, for like that. twenty minutes. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that was one. Is, there's literally sitting there as fans. That's a lot like, of fun. There, like, the applause when they finally scored was nuts, and they scored like eighty something points that game. It scored for like fourteen minutes. It was yeah. crazy. But like, I was there for when Cole came back. The first game Cole was back. I remember I was there for that one, and the energy felt different. And then we still lost. Like it was just one of those things where it was like the team this year was just so frustrating to watch. And, like, the Duke game this year, the first one kind of, like, boils all of that down into one. Like, that was the team we expected to have. Like, the couple grad transfers both had decent games. Cole has 25 and 11 rebounds. Garrison was 20-plus and actually had another good game. And then it's yeah. just, like, they can't – they couldn't they, – we just couldn't finish Free the whole season. Throws. Like, that was yeah, – I mean, just, maybe it's recency bias, you know, but – that's got to be one of the harder choking jobs, more so than 2012 or like oh, for yeah. Duke 05, just because it was like all on the free throw line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like, yeah, like that poor dude, Playtech or whatever, yeah. shaking in his boots, ran yeah. over to the sideline for a towel to wipe off his sweaty hands. I knew yeah. it was over there. He like oh, yeah. barely got it to the rim. He was struggling hard. Uh, you got any other questions or topics you want to address? Or I thought it was funny you brought up the dunk contest. In the oh, text. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, because no, no, I think that's like, that's a little really, sneakier. You really think Zion's beating MJ and Vince? Really okay, well, hold happening? on. Hold on. First of all, now Zion, I'm not exactly sure how he would do in a dunk contest versus them because they're going to be fine. they're going to be more graceful, and those are definitely top two. And Vince, I mean – obviously. But I just think Duke, the reason I brought it up, obviously the Zion, but I think Duke's like a sneaky little dark horse pick here because they got Corey McGetty, not bad. Gerald Henderson, not again, not a huge name, but definitely a big dunker, not quite like Vince, but um, Grant Hill, supremely underrated. You watch some of his stuff, in-game dunks, in-game dunks, he was posterizing people. You look back at the Carolina guys, and it's like, really? You really want it like that? Like, okay, but hold on, hold on. The only Trump card you got is like, okay, well, between Mike and Vince, you'll take it. There's not. I mean, with the new, with some of these one and done guys, I don't know if you have. Oh well, we're just so much more athletic, like you would have had back in the day. But between Grant Hill, Zion. I mean, there's Gerald Henderson, there's Corey McGetty, RJ's decent. I wonder what Bagley could do. I mean, but there's, I just think between Grant Hill and Zion, it's not a bad bet. Vince took <laughs> 7-2. I mean, Vince is winning. I mean, MJ's were good. Vince is winning. Like, it's the best dunk contest ever. Like, he's winning. I know the dunks at the time, like now, aren't as impressive as they were then because, like, there's more like creativity and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but 
the dunks he did and just like doing it one time, like the reverse windmill 360 and just like the casual, like throw off the backboard between the, like all that stuff yeah. is just, uh, that's that pretty one, that insane. Was, but hold on. I just think like Zion would be doing the, you know, from beyond the, the free throw line. Yeah. He could just like smash the rim and he could, I wonder if he could dunk, like he would do the dunk on like the 13 foot goal. Or something like crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he just he, wouldn't he have the style like, points. Yeah. Honestly, same with, I mean, Grant Hill. He's just underrated. I wanted to get him a mention in this Duke UNC talk. Who, um, you had a, you said all-time teams. Who did you have as your five for Duke? Because I didn't Again, get one from Duke. Well, hold I just on. Kind of put we got to do, we just got to do completely off of college. And that's, that's okay. the hypothetical. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. My all-time top five would be, let's see, Jay Will's in there, no doubt. Grant Hill's in there, no doubt. Zion's gonna be in there. Then you probably got to go. I would I would probably go Leitner and JJ. I think that gives me well round. I mean, I got Jay Will, awesome point. JJ draining threes. Then you got Grant Hill, awesome wing defense. Duncan brings the athleticism. Zion easily can play four. Um, obviously, the athleticism, the running, the blocking the shots, um, maybe a little bit more of the toughness and rebounds um, that Leitner could be pushed around depending on who your your pick is. But he was tough. And then Leitner, I mean, I think all five guys can put it in the basket. All five guys can move. You could have spacing. I think that's pretty solid. Now, <laughs> UNC, if you go based off of college, I'm I think Duke winning. could win. I think Duke could win. I mean, but who are you going with? Mike, Worthy, I had, I had Lawson, MJ, Worthy, Jameson, and Hansborough. And I think that matches yours pretty good. Will and Lawson, I think, balance each other out pretty evenly. I think they're both very similar players, especially in yeah. college. MJ's better than Hill. Even in college, he's a better player. Like he was national player of the year in '84. He was a better. He's better, college, but he was. But uh, yeah, I'm t- But in college, it's like yeah. But my thing is, Hansborough's going to get Zion in foul trouble. That's going to happen, and you know it's going to happen. No, it's gonna really no, foul trouble doesn't count. We happen. aren't doing. We aren't doing. That's not a part of the hypothetical foul but, trouble. Okay, but Gosh, that would be the only way. And that's the truth. Like, if Carolina won, Hansborough's getting people in foul trouble, and they win. If not, well, then, then it's then Zion is spiking his crap, and But then you have Duke Worthy wins. and Jameson, too, where Jameson was player of the year, it was national player of the yeah. year. Worthy wasn't, but that's just because Ralph Sampson won everything. Yeah, no, season. Worthy was unreal. And stuff, and like, they're both 6'9", 6'10". So like, who is JJ guarding? That's like, if you put JJ on there, like, is JJ gonna guard Worthy? Is he gonna guard MJ? Is he gonna guard Jameson? Like, um, no. Here's he would guard Ty Lawson, and I know that like that's not good. He's gonna get roasted. But again, who is sitting down there? Zion is gonna beat that, especially with Psycho T not being able to stretch the floor. He was enough his senior year too. 
It would be. I mean, obviously we're only going freshman year. Oh yeah. By the way, just freshman year of these guys. Just freshman no. year. Okay. <laughs> um, well, a couple of my guys didn't get to play their freshman year. Okay, but here, if we go ten deep. I really do think Duke Quince. And I know that kind of sounds weird too, but like with these one and duns, like if I can throw in Kennard and I can throw in Bob Hurley as my backup, if I can throw in Marvin Bagley, like he's just going to have give people problems again in the college game. I mean, if, I, like, if I throw in like Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty like, don't want it. Okay, all American, and he's seven feet tall. Yeah, that's, like, I mean, yeah. and he's mad. Like he's just a tree trunk leg. Like he has yeah. no body. You look at him; his legs are huge. You're not going then, with Sheed. Like, okay. I go Sheed. I mean, yeah, you throw Sheed in there. You throw Vince in there. You throw Justin Jackson to spread the court. Like, Justin Jackson, as ACC Player of the Year, spread the court, shoot the three. As off the bench, yes, I'll take him off the bench. <laughs> but like, you bring in Felton, you bring in Phil Ford, like. Like that's the thing is, is like Carolina's guard depth is so much deeper. I think like the talent level of the guards is so much deeper. Like Jay Will is probably the best Duke point guard, and he was really, really like him getting yeah back for the for Duke as far as point guards like, go. I mean, Tyus Stones, no doubt. You've got Kyrie, but I didn't want to put him in there because of the college. Like it's just, yeah, you know, it's not a full season. Um, but obviously, talent wise, he would be up there, but. I just think that's an interesting thing, especially when you put it in in terms of college careers. Like I would say, Jay Will was better than Ty Lawson. I would say, okay, Mike a little bit better than Grant Hill, but really that gap's not much. It's pretty um, close. Who do I go with? Oh, JJ. I'd say JJ, and who would you have? Antoine. Well, worthy. Oh, worthy. Again, as far as college career, those are at least a wash. Then Zion is I know he's he's better than Twan. And Leitner, Hansborough's a wash. But my point is I think it's closer than just when you Oh yeah. Just say it out loud at first. Cause yeah, I mean obviously you're thinking like especially pro, like Michael Jordan, uh James Worthy. I mean, you know, the list yeah. is a little longer there for Carolina with Sheed and Vince and, you know, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. Is there anything else or I can't think no, about anything I mean, else? I think we covered a lot in the three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Peace, man. See you, buddy. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. For more great content, please follow us on Instagram at bolstered underscore up underscore sports and on Twitter at BS underscore takes. In the future, we're going to be coming out with some more draft coverage. Please stay tuned for that. And thank you.